Listener Production. Hello and welcome to Just the Gist, the podcast where I recap anything and everything by giving you just the gist of what you need to know. And tonight we've got the Bachelor finale and for the first time ever, Ah. Jacob and I are in the same place at the same time. Hello. Cheers, baby cake. Ding, 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 ding. ding. So the Bachelor finale, whew just aired on television. I watched it while drinking wine in the studio. You were, I assume, at a pub somewhere. Mm. Um, Quite a fancy restaurant, actually. Well, you were on strict instructions not to look at anything on the internet so that you don't know what happens or who won. Mm -hmm. I'm clueless. And so here we are. Okay. Face to face. You're smiling. Me, Does that mean you're happy with your Me outcome? with my lover, Mwah. Jacob. Mm. Jacob Stanley. All right, are you ready for this? I am if you are, yeah. I feel weird because like the finale was so heightened and emotional and like fun to watch, but we've got a recap Wednesday night. <laughs> Uh-huh. So, uh-huh. are you ready for this? Yep. So last week, um, who got booted? Who was the fourth? Who was the one who got booted last week? Was it, uh, was it Stage accent? Five Pube Stealer? Yeah. Yeah. The, right. uh, so she went. Who cares? Mm-hmm. Um, and so the three we were left with were Abby, mm-hmm. Chelsea, mm-hmm. the boring scientist, mm-hmm. and um, Helena, who was like, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. Yes. Mm-hmm. The one who, like, went nuts and kicked him out, but then really secretly just wanted him to come back, Yeah, you know. And yeah. so they're the three we're left with. And so on Wednesday night, we have basically Batchy, Astro Batchy having his final three dates with each of them. So mm-hmm. he can, like, decide mm-hmm. who the final two will be. Mm-hmm. And so we open on him, like, bushwalking through, like, some rocks. Shirtless. Well, no, here's the thing. His shirt's on, but then he gets to the top of the rocks and he's, like, looking out over, like, what I assume is, like, Barara. <laughs> you know, it's, like, somewhere in the mm-hmm. north of Sydney. Mm-hmm. And um, and he's just standing there looking at the view and then just inexplicably takes his shirt off <laughs> because he needs to do some serious thinking. Mm-hmm. And so then he looks out onto the bush of, you know, what is a, you know, outer Hornsby. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, I think this is the last chance for him to show off the abs that mm-hmm. he starved mm-hmm. really hard for mm-hmm. because you and I both read all those articles about how Channel 10 mm-hmm. basically put him on a starvation diet mm-hmm. and like made him go to the gym and cut his hair and... Paid off? <sighs> did it? I mean, I think his dad bod was cute. Mm. But you know me, I like a, I like a nerdy nerd boy. A cuddle toy. A cuddle toy. Yeah. You know that's yeah. what I like. You've seen every guy I've ever dated. <laughs> um, so anyway, you know, he's showing off the abs, standing mm-hmm. on this rock, and that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so now we just go to the three dates. Uh-huh. The first of which is with Chelsea. And, you know, she's a scientist with mm-hmm. abs, mm-hmm. and they both have that in common. And they just both keep talking about how that's what they have in common. Uh-huh. And they talk about how they both live in Melbourne. So it's meant to be. There we go. (laughs) Because proximity is clearly (laughs) the decider of true love. If it's convenient, it's just that much more romantic. So they both just keep talking about how they both live in Melbourne. And then he picks her up in a fancy car and they kiss and they giggle and they talk about science and their abs. Mm -hmm. And then... um, they go and stand on like a jetty, like mm-hmm. on the water, 
and they kiss and they giggle mm. and they talk about science and their abs mm. and then a seaplane comes and picks them up mm. and they kiss and they giggle and they talk about science and their abs. This <laughs> 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 is kind of all they do. And then um, you know that like they're desperate for filler and also that the budget's so low so they're trying to trick you into thinking this is way better than what it is because they spend like five minutes talking about how amazing the seaplane is. Mm. It's like oh, my God, one second we were on the water and the next second we were in the air. (laughs) And then Chelsea's like, I can't believe it. It's like one second we were a boat and the next second we were a plane. (laughs) And it's like, you guys are both scientists, yes? Like, do you not understand the mechanics of what goes into this? Is this a Hyundai seaplane? Yeah, there was no branding. It was more just like this date is so shit, so let's highlight that we paid for a seaplane. It's a seaplane. And it goes from the water to the air. And Chelsea and Astrobashi really want us to know. Uh-huh. So they're on the seaplane. Mm-hmm. Then they go, oh, they get off the seaplane. They just go on it and then they get off it. Oh, they um, don't even they, land. They, yeah, no, they jump out. No, they, they just fly around uh-huh. for Just an aerial minutes. tour. Yeah, yeah, no yeah. An aerial just... tour of, of the outer area of Barara that they're looking at. And then they um, go to a magic sex couch, which is next to, like, a pool. So Mm -hmm. I'm guessing they're set up in some kind of, you know, ridges somewhere. And and if you want to pay us money, ridges, we're open to sponsorship. Um, And they sit by the pool Mm. and they just, like, talk about their science and their abs. Mm. And um, then because, like, it is just such a shocker and it's, like, so amazing that there's a smart woman on this show. Mm. Um, he pulls out a safe and he's like, there's a present for you in this safe, mm. but you need to solve a maths equation to get the numeric code uh-huh. to open this safe. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's, like, very sweet and nerdy and he gives her all these questions like, on our first date, we, like, baked banana bread and the temperature of the oven had to be this number mm. and the amount of time it needed to be in the oven was this number. So, like, long division, maths, blah, blah, blah. Uh. And so, like, he makes her do all this stuff and then he makes her, like, solve this equation. Mm. And it's just kind of like, oh, my God, like, there's a lady who's smart and, like, I can't <laughs> believe there's a woman who has a brain and, like... This is basically like finding Bigfoot riding a unicorn. Like, it's just unheard of. Like, it it just feels a little sexist how much they're highlighting that Uh there's a smart woman on the show. Like, it just, like, and it's also, like, that's not the only kind of smart. Mm. Like, I fucking can't do long division, but I've written two best-selling books. You know what I mean? Like... (laughs) Like, uh, my books do so well and were so critically acclaimed that I'm still fucking paying rent with them five (laughs) years later. Like, but I can't times 35 by 52. Not without a pen and paper, no. Well, not without my iPhone, no. (laughs) Like, pen and paper? I couldn't do it with a pen and paper. Are you joking? (laughs) I just think there's different kinds of intelligence. Mm. And I've always had, I'm good at words and language Mm. and I can craft a freaking joke like you couldn't believe mm-hmm. but I couldn't do the I couldn't answer the questions he was asking her to answer uh-huh. so I would never crack that safe open which okay. she did in about 30 seconds right um and inside is um a necklace with the chemical formula for um oxytocin on it uh-huh. which is the 
tap t- tattoo she gave him on the red carpet back at the start. Yes. Remember, I thought he... it was Oxycontin. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> ah. So it's like quite a meaningful, lovely gift. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, that's what he gives her and, and then mm. they sit there and it's her job to say that she loves him at this point because on the hometown date, you remember, she said, I'm falling and then she started laughing and couldn't say it and yeah. got really nervous. And so he keeps saying to her, like looking her right in the eye and going, if there's anything you want to tell me, you really need to tell me. If there's something you want to tell me, I need to hear it. You mm. have to tell me. And so she looks at him and she says, I'm falling in love with you. Mm-hmm. Which is, like, so much pressure to put on someone. Yeah. Like, I literally couldn't. And tell me if you're like this. Like, I I don't think I've ever said I love you first to someone in my entire life. Like, it's a very vulnerable, nerve-wracking thing to do. Mm-hmm. And to do it after three dates with cameras in your face mm. and you're feeling like, if I don't say this, he won't pick me. Mm-hmm. It's, like, a lot of kind of, uh, like, artificial pressure. Yep. I, I just can't. I, I struggle doing that in private. Like, I mean, you know me. We've known each other for a long, long time. Yeah. And if I like a boy, I push him over and, and fart in his face and mm-hmm. run away and mm-hmm. never talk to him again. Mm-hmm. So the idea of saying to a boy that I like, oh, by the way, I like you and I think I might be in love. <laughs> never. <laughs> Don't you feel the same? Absolutely. And especially on camera. Like... <gasps> It just quadruples the vulnerability levels and no, thank you very much. No, 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 no. And the first time someone did tell me that they loved me in a genuine way, all I could say was, really? Thank you. I did that too. (laughs) My first high school boyfriend, um, you know who he was. You met him. Yeah, yeah. Um, He told me he loved me on the phone and I said, Thank you. Oh. <laughs> I didn't know what to do. Like, I, oh, I don't know. Oh. Anyway, so, but she does it. So she, well, I mean, she, she made it a deal breaker then and there. Yeah. It was like, you will be disqualified if you don't say the words. Exactly. You better say the words. So she says she's falling in love with him. And then he just starts going on about how they have so much in common. Like they both live in Melbourne mm. and science mm. and their abs. <laughs> <laughs> and that's kind of it. And uh-huh. I don't really see a lot of electricity between them. Like, they're sweet together. Uh-huh. Um, but I think I figured out the moment where I can understand why I think she's going to win. Mm-hmm. And that's because there's this moment when they're in the seaplane uh-huh. and he, the whole time they're on the date, he's dropping clues about what numbers she might need to remember for the equation later. Uh And so they're in the seaplane and he says something like, oh, uh, blah, 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 we're 2,000 feet in the air. That's something you might want to remember for later. Mm. And she goes to him, is that a throw-off or is that a real clue? Mm. And he looks at her and he gets this James Bond glint in his eye and he goes, (laughs) no, this is a throw-off. And he throws off her microphone and pulls her into him and just catches her. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, I get it. She makes him feel so cool. Because she's she's beautiful, she is, but she's also a huge awkward nerd. Uh-huh. And I think when he's around, like, Abby and when he's, ar- like, when he's been around all these super beautiful, cool women, mm-hmm. he feels a bit mm-hmm. awkward and yeah, weird yeah. when he's around Chelsea he feels like hot 007 shit. Uh-huh. And this, no, this is a throw off. And then he <laughs> bashes her and was like, oh, like, 
She, He's so proud of that. Yes, she <laughs> makes him feel like a stud, uh-huh. which I don't think he's ever felt before and he quite likes. Yeah, right. So I think that kind of explains something that I hadn't seen before. Inferiority complex. I'm so sure there's got to be a level of inferiority complex there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay, so you said this is why you think she wins. Does yeah. that mean at this time you thought she was going to win then? Or does yes. it, is this a hint that she wins? That means at that time, in my notes here that I'm reading, I was like, oh, this proves she'll win. Okay, cool. That still tells me nothing. Okay, cool. Okay. Um, so that's their date. Mm-hmm. Abby next. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he picks her up on a boat, kind of like a fancy speed boat, and then they just make out while a dude drives them around on the boat because <laughs> all they do is, you know, they just yep. make out a lot. Yep. And, but honestly, immediately, the energy of this date is completely different. Like, mm-hmm. It is like he comes alive when he's around her mm-hmm. in a way that he doesn't yeah. with any of the others, mm. also Chelsea. Mm. Um, like he just, there's this spark between them and this electricity mm. that uh, this is why this season has thrown me off so much because I've been like, they're giving Abby what is a clearly unfair villain's edit. Mm. But whenever he's with her, I'm like, they seem kind of perfect together because. Mm. They just laugh yeah. the whole time. They just laugh and have fun and joke around and then make out. Mm. And I'm like, isn't that the perfect relationship? Yeah. Just laughing and making out? Yeah. <laughs> so It sounds ideal. Yeah. Right? And so anyway, um, to me, uh, go, like the contrast from his date with Chelsea to his date with Abby, I was like, they're perfect for each other. Mm. But... I don't know. What do I know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then so they're going around on this boat while someone else is driving and they need to sort of point out that Chelsea is really smart and Abby isn't. Mm-hmm. So they show this conversation where he's talking about, um, he's telling her about these rockets in space and he's going quite deep into the like mechanics of how these rockets work and how they land and how something really exciting is coming up where the rocket's uh, uh, hopefully going to land in a particular way and, like, and she's kind of nodding and, like, yep, yep, yep. And then he gets to the end (laughs) and he's, like, oh, God, was that boring? And she's so funny. She goes, no, actually, I was preparing to be fake excited, but that actually was quite exciting. (laughs) (laughs) Because it was interesting. Like, I, and this is the thing. Everybody keeps going on about how him and Chelsea have so much in common and Mm. him and Abby could never connect on that level But, I mean, I quite like the idea of I've dated guys who have had very different skill sets and knowledge sets to me, and I've really appreciated that. And that's that's what I've found that I've liked about those relationships is that, like, I know a lot about writing, I know a lot about comedy, I know a lot about TV, I know a lot about this very particular career and skill set that I have. And, like, I've dated guys who are in, like, the science field or whatever yeah. and, and they tell me things. And I find it really sexy that they know shit that I don't. Yeah. And that I know shit that they don't. Yeah. So, anyway. There's nothing better than talking to someone who is passionate about a topic. Oh, exactly. No matter what the topic is, watching someone right? get really excited and hyped up talking about oh, whatever it is that they know a lot about. The and that they invest thing. their discretionary time in. Yes. It's actually really, really fun to spend time with someone like that. You don't have to have the same interests at all. No, that's what I think. And so that's why I was watching this whole episode and I was like, well, all they keep saying about him and Chelsea is they have so much in common. Mm. But to me, that doesn't matter so much. Yeah. Like, to me, I just think if you are passionate about your own shit and they're passionate about their own shit, yeah. 
and you're attracted to each other and get along, isn't that? Yep. Anyway. Mm. But they're trying to make Abby out to look like an idiot. I like her. I love her. She's really endearing. I know. Like, she's And she's... What people keep forgetting is she's 23. Mm. Like, for her to be this self-assured, confident, funny, articulate at 20... I mean, you knew me when I was 23. I was a mm-hmm. fucking mess. True. So, like... <laughs> <laughs> but we all were. We all were. Like, for her to be on national TV and to come off, like, as good as she has, I yeah. think is impressive. But So, anyway... Um, they make out on a beach, mm. and this is something that blew everybody's minds on Wednesday night. So they have a pretty sexy makeout session. So, mm. like, she's in a bikini and he's in his board shorts, and they make out a lot mm. in the, they're about waist deep in the water. Mm. And, um, and they're fully like, it's, it's a high school level dry hump situation. Uh-huh. And she whispers into his ear, and at first you think, she thinks probably the microphones can't hear. She just yeah. goes, I just really want to have sex with you right now. I'm sorry. I'm just so horny. <laughs> and he starts laughing and she starts laughing. And it's like, and then and then they cut to them on the sand and she's on top of him, mm. literally dry humping him. And uh-huh. it's like if, they, if there weren't clothes, if there wasn't a bikini and board shots there, they'd be full on penetration. Uh-huh. Like that's how yep. hot and heavy this is. Mm. Um, and she got blasted on Twitter for mm. daring to be a woman saying to a man, I really want to have sex with you. Like, meanwhile, they've known each other for three months at this point. Like, they've made out a lot. Yeah. I'd be, if, uh, I don't think I've ever waited three months to have sex with someone in my life. <laughs> like, you'd be despo yes. to have full-on penetration by that point. Uh-huh. Um, but she just was honest about it. And and then people on Twitter were like, oh, she thought the mics couldn't hear her, but they could. It's like she knew the mics could hear her because they cut to her in a talking head and she's like, oh, yeah, we were getting pretty hot. What I want to do to him probably isn't uh, appropriate for this time slot. Uh. Like, so she's saying, <laughs> she's not trying to hide it. Yeah. Like, And she's just like, you know, we're at boiling point at this point. We yeah. just want to get it on. Yeah. Um, which I think is fair and great and, like, I think quite revolutionary for a woman on primetime television to be that open about her yeah. sexual feelings. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. She didn't say anything wrong. I don't no. see what people are taking right? issue with. A guy you've been dating for three months, mm. you're making out at the beach and you say, I really want to have sex with you. Mm-hmm. Oh, jeez. <laughs> like, <laughs> how dare she <laughs> throw her in the river? Does she float? <laughs> She's a witch. Um, so then they, um, go on a super yacht, a super yacht picks them up Uh and, uh, there's a lot of talk about how it's a super yacht. It's not just a yacht. It's a super yacht. (laughs) It's like, I'm not a regular yacht. I'm a super yacht. You know what I mean? Um, (laughs) I'm not a regular yacht. I'm a super yacht. Mm. Um, so we hear the word super yacht about 35 times. It's Uh basically just a yacht that is big. Then a, I mean, I don't know the sizes of yachts. You know, I don't subscribe to Monocle Monthly, so I don't know the sizes of yachts. <laughs> but apparently this yacht is supersized. And so they're on this yacht and they go around Sydney Harbour uh-huh. and then the super yacht, like, kind of parks. Is that the word for when a yacht parks? Anchors, anchors. Moors. Moors. I don't know. <laughs> the yacht stops. Yes. <laughs> 
where it can see the Harbour Bridge. Super yacht. The super yacht. Oh, yeah. I'm so I'm so sorry. <laughs> the super yacht stops where it can see the Harbour Bridge, and then they just sit like out on the deck of the super yacht, mm. and they make out a bit. And um, this is where, so she's already said that she's falling in love with him. Mm. So there's only one direction for her to go and that's mm. to full on L word. Uh-huh. And so that's like, that's what she has to do. Uh-huh. And so it's quite sweet. Like they have, you know, quite a lovely conversation and they stare into each other's eyes a lot and it feels quite serious and intense. Mm. And um, then she says, like, I, she says, and she seems really nervous about it and she mm. struggles to get the words out. And a lot of people on Twitter um, said, I don't believe it, she was acting. But to me it was like that's probably how I would say it too. Mm. Like she can barely say it, but then she says it. She says, I, and there's this really long pause, and she says, I love you. Mm. And he looks at her like he loves her. Oh. And then they, and he smiles. he doesn't say it. No, he's not allowed to say it. Oh. He's not allowed to say it to anyone. Uh-huh. And so he smiles like he's just so happy that she said it and then they pash. Mm. Um, but then he starts saying things like, um, I'm so glad you're always so open with me and it's really good for me to be able to hear that from you, kind of framing it like um, you don't look stupid for having saying that. Mm you are very generous and open with your feelings and that's a good thing. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Which is kind mm. of like, does that mean she's lost? Mm. I, I, honestly, I couldn't tell at that point. Mm-hmm. Then we go to Eleanor, which is uh-huh. like, did you just forget she even existed? <laughs> so, a little bit. I can't tell you how much I struggle to keep it, especially because when you talk about Chelsea, you talk about her abs and then there's Abby. Oh, and you right. don't talk about <laughs> Abby's abs. It, it all just merges for me. But Helena, Perth, I can't. I can't, yes. I can't, uh-huh. I can't, I can't. And let's take a sip of our booze. So, Eleanor is the one who last week was like, I can't, I can't, I can't, mm. I can't. Um, and she's going to be booted. So, this date is so boring, but it's like, let's just do this anyway. And the funny Let thing me is guess. what? Some form of transportation. Oh, by the water. Yes, he picks her up in a fancy car. Uh-huh. I don't even know what it is, but they drive around in the fancy <laughs> car and talk a lot about the fancy car. Uh-huh. Um, and then they, no, there's no water, but they do go and have lunch at a table in a field. Uh-huh. And their plates are never filled. So they just sit there like waiting for a lunch that never comes. And her <laughs> date is about, is like if everyone else's date was 10 minutes, her date is about, like three minutes. Like, you know uh-huh. what I mean? It just goes. And so anyway, they're sitting at the table having lunch, but not really because there's no food. And he brings up what happened last week at her mm. hometown. Basically, he's like, you're a fucking psycho. But uh-huh. he doesn't say that. He's like, look, you um, you said to me that you didn't think I was into you mm. and that you also said your whole family thought that I was fake and mm. and and was lying and so what's the deal mm. um and she's like look like i'm so sorry i just was really nervous and mm. and i can't explain and blah 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 and then do you remember what i said last week about how that whole freaking act she pulled was just manipulating him to yeah. like basically send him away and see if he'll you know, do what she wants. Just call off the game yeah. and give her and the so ring. And so then she goes, look, I'm so sorry. She 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 messes up here. She goes, I'm so sorry. 
I'm really not good at spilling my emotions and I'm not good at this stuff. But I just thought, you know what, if I tell him to go and then Matt's like, oh, well, thank you for your time, then I know that, you know, you don't care. Mm. But if you came back, then I knew that, you know, uh, you think I'm worth fighting for. Mm. It's like, bum, bum, whoops. (laughs) (laughs) Shouldn't have said that. So then they immediately cut to a talking head of um, Astro Bacci and he's like, he he says yeah. that's bullshit. Yeah. He goes, so she basically just admitted that she was testing me. Yeah. Like that is some immature, mm. manipulative bullshit. And so then, and he says that to her because this is the thing I love about Astro Bacci. I think because he's not in television and he he's he's yep. and he's a scientist, so he's very logical and cerebral. Mm. So he doesn't care about what makes good TV. He just cares about getting to the bottom of yeah. things. And so he says to her that's really shitty. (laughs) Like, that's a really messed up, unhealthy way to start a relationship. You basically gave me an ultimatum. (laughs) Like, you basically tested me Mm. to see, you told me really horrible things to see if I would still come back to you. Yeah. And she's like, look, I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry. I just, I couldn't, I couldn't, I can't. Um, (laughs) But, you know, I'm glad I'm here. I'm glad I came back. Mm. And he just goes, yep. <gasps> oh. So he's not even, it's like it's all over. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not even suspense. And so then he goes, how do you feel about being more open about your feelings? And she looks at him and she goes, can you elaborate? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, um. And then they cut to a talking head with her. And it is kind of fair for people who struggle talking about their emotions they cut to a talking head with her and she's like, every time I'm with him, I talk about my feelings. I'm mm. so sick of talking about my feelings. <laughs> and so he basically says to her, like, pretty much not in these words, but he says, this is the part of, pro- of the process where you have to tell me you're falling for me mm. or, like, you know, we've been on three dates and if you don't say the L word, then I'm pissing you off. Yep. Like, you're going. Mm. Um, but she won't say it, which is sensible uh-huh. in real life if you've been on three dates with someone you don't drop the l word yeah. unless you're a psycho <laughs> so she won't say it she just says to him like you know i i i like you mm. and i hope this goes somewhere and and that's sort of all she can offer yeah. but like on the bachelor not saying the l word on your final date mm. is basically a crime on par with genocide <laughs> So, as soon as she refuses to tell him that she loves him or is at least falling in love with him, uh-huh. she's effed. Uh-huh. Cut to the rose ceremony. Uh-huh. So, there's no suspense here. Uh-huh. Um, she goes. Eleanor uh-huh. goes. Um, and probably to save her dignity, because she's also just, you know, one of those cool, sexy girls mm. that I knew in high school and could never hope to be like, she kind of just acts like she doesn't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> like he walks her out to the car and she's not crying. She's not upset. She just goes, it's all good. I understand. Don't mm. worry. Uh. And then she just gets in the car and goes. <laughs> so, and that's it. So that was Wednesday night. <laughs> okay. I like her exit. I <laughs> yeah. Really it was a great, like this whole time I've been calling her subtly bitchy Eleanor and making fun of her, which she is subtly bitchy, but yeah. you know what? I love a good bitch. Uh-huh. So I feel like she and I would be really good friends. And I love that she read the writing on the wall and was like, I'm not going to get picked. So I'm just going to start acting like I don't give an F. Yeah. Which <laughs> is, she probably didn't. Yeah. She probably, <laughs> like, she's so hot. She's going to date a billionaire in two yeah. weeks. You uh-huh. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah. And now she knows how to impregnate an oyster. Yes. <laughs> so she's all set. <laughs> she's the real winner. <laughs> oh, my God. Let's take a sip of our drinks. Okay. So what do you think? So we're left with Abby and Chelsea. Who do you think is going to win at this point? Because at that point, I could not pick it. Based on what you've said about um, the fact that the edit for Abby couldn't possibly lead to Abby mm. winning, then I think it's got to be... Chelsea with the abs. Yeah. yeah. See, this is what I thought too. I was like, there is no way they're giving her this terrible an edit mm. and making her out to be this much of the villain just to have a surprise twist in the end because yeah. that will just make people angry. Yeah. Because they've done that in the past. There uh-huh. was a season with a guy called Richie and there was this girl called Alex mm. who they made out to be the villain the entire time mm. to throw people off and then mm. in the end she won uh-huh. and... Idiots on Twitter were furious. Like basic Susans, <laughs> who you know are my favourite people, were like, how effing dare this sexy villain who is clearly a terrible person because Channel 10 played the villain's music, so I know I'm meant to hate her. How dare she win? And so it was this huge scandal that she won. Yeah. And um, I think like 10 couldn't handle the social media back lash from uh-huh. that, particularly after last year when the Honey Badger chose no one. So uh-huh. that was caused a lot of bad blood towards Channel 10. Mm. So this year I I just I kept thinking, oh, maybe they're setting up Abby to look bad because it's going to be a last-minute twist. But then I kept thinking, no, because I don't think 10 wants to risk that. Yeah, can't afford it, no. So, but it was, it is, has been throwing me. Okay. I've been struggling to pick it. Are you ready for the finale? (laughs) You just shifted into another gear, my friend. Here we go. Your breasts are heaving. They're heaving. (laughs) God, I never have my girls out this much. And in front of a gay man, what's the point? Felix and Dean are enjoying it. Well, Dino's engaged and Felix is... How old are you, Felix? 26. Too young for me. (laughs) (laughs) Must be at least 27 to ride this, I'm afraid. I'm enjoying the view. I really am. Thank you, my darling. Thank you. Milky white. It's my rose ceremony dress. Mm. Um, Okay, so the finale, otherwise known as Will He Think With His Brain or His Dick, is basically the theme of what Channel 10 has set up. His Uh brain is Chelsea, his dick is Abby. (laughs) Like, they're such... Dog C words for doing this to her. She's a 23-year-old girl and they're just, the way they've set her up is really mm. cruel. I think it's cruel. Okay. Um, Like dehumanising Yes, I her. think so. Okay. And this isn't this isn't just what people are saying on social media. This is the way Tenor editing it. Uh-huh. They're making her out to be a total, like, sultry, sexual, witch, deviant, mm. Mm. and Chelsea is, you know, the Madonna in the Madonna and whore of this situation. Yeah. And it, it literally the theme is, will he think with his brain or his dick? Like Seductress that will be the winner. Seductress scientist. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, crazy shocker, 
this final episode is in South Africa, <laughs> which I didn't think they had the money for. Oh. <laughs> um, so there's just lots of aerial shots of like elephants, zebras, animals everywhere, Africa. <laughs> um, they're basically playing the Lion King theme song. Like that is how, this is how super white Channel 10 does South Africa. They were too scared to go to Africa, Africa. They went to the South, oh. where there's still lots of white people. <laughs> So they're in South Africa, <laughs> South Africa. Um, and we open with Astrobachi like running yeah. and thinking uh-huh. in South Africa. Mm-hmm. And then he stops under a tree and there's lots of shots of animals. Mm. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's kind of it. There, um, but we know how they paid for it because there's about 10 minutes of him checking in at South African Airlines uh-huh. and then he gets on the plane and it's a South African Airline plane and then he sits in the chair and it's a South African Airline chair and then he gets served champagne and there's a South African Airline napkin. So it's like, oh, that's where the money is. That's why we're not in Bali. Because <laughs> South African Airlines chipped in some cash. <laughs> so. Was that enough mentions for us to get sponsored yeah. by South hey, African South Airlines? Hey, South African Airlines, we want a holiday, please. <laughs> <laughs> I love the Lion King. Right, me too, right? That's that happened there, yes. <laughs> um, so question. Yes. Uh, do they film the finale a long time after the actual season or is this just all part of no, the same this shoot? Is, this, I'd say this was shot literally he dumped Eleanor and they got shipped to the airport okay. and just went straight away. Right. And you haven't mentioned oh. Oshi yet. Is he still part of the game now or they don't need him anymore to explain? Oh, no, no, no. He's still he's still there. Oh, I just feel like that was assumed. Okay. Yes, he was okay. part of the last row ceremony. And he plays a bigger part than usual in this finale. Okay, okay. Um, It's so funny that, like, last week I did Oshi's podcast and we literally spent 20 minutes talking about the about Survivor and yeah. barely mentioned <laughs> Bachelor. Like, neither of us care. <laughs> anyway. But you um, both want to make Survivor happen. We both want to make Survivor Bachelor happen. Survivor. So your listeners can get on whatever oh, bandwagon hash- you can set just up. Just go to social media, hashtag Survivor, tag me and Oshi because we're trying to make it happen. And he told me, like, literally the logistics of, like, the island where they do all the survivor challenges is not far from mm. where they shoot Bachelor in Paradise. So everything's set up. All you need to do is just ship them over there, chuck them in barely any clothes and get them to physically annihilate each other. <laughs> what is Bachelor not, in Paradise? Not sexually. But, <laughs> but um, also sexually. But also probably sexually. Oh, Bachelor in Paradise, oh, my God. It's like where all the rejects from Bachelor seasons pass. So people like Cheezer, Bad Bachelor Shit Cake, all get sent to an island to just f- each other <laughs> <laughs> and then fight and get mad and get drunk and that's all. It's the best show in the world. Ah. Is um, it a competition? Uh, I, I don't remember. <laughs> I honestly don't remember what the point of the Doesn't show matter. is except it's really good viewing. Great. The point of the story is we're going to make Savatula happen. We're going to make Savatula happen. <laughs> Okay. Yes. So we're in South Africa, yep. which is safe. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> so um, Astrobachi's running. He stops under a tree. Um, it, that's pretty much it. Um, then Astrobachi's two biffles 
come to South Africa mm. so they can meet the final two girls and pick the one that they like. So we've got one guy called Jason, mm. who is a dorky science friend of his, mm-hmm. and the other Biffle is Kate, mm. that woman we met a few weeks ago who clearly wishes she was married to him but isn't, and they've been friends for a long time. Uh-huh. And she didn't like Abby last time. If uh-huh. I can remind you. Because of the uh, synchronized sabotage. From Sagan. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And also because I think Abby's just really beautiful and cool and she's jealous that he likes her because she wants to marry him, obviously. Right. Just quietly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think she's married with kids, but ha <laughs> whatever. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, he sits down with his two biffles and... Um, they he tells them and and so she's like before Astrobachi gets there she says to Jason the other guy I'll be really surprised if Abby is here so it's like she already has this weird hatred for Abby that mm. I'm sure the producer said to her remember Abby and she was like no and they were like you didn't like her and say that you don't want her to be here <laughs> so I do feel so <laughs> they they've clearly like got her to say stuff mm. but um and so she says to Jason, I'll be really surprised if Abby's here because I think she wasn't genuine and he, she's wrong for him. Mm. And then Astrobachi comes in and he tells them about this girl, Chelsea, that he that is there. Mm. And he says, like, the only thing that's wrong with her is that he feels like she's too good to be true. Vomit. Um. And they're like, oh, my God, she sounds perfect. We've never met her, but she sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, and the other girl is... Abby and Kate's face is like, no, it's not. (laughs) She's mad. She is mad that he picked a girl that she does not approve of. Uh It's like, if you're not going to marry me, you're sure as hell going to marry someone I pick. (laughs) It's intense. (laughs) And so they sort of have a chat about how she's really surprised Mm. that he's picked Abby. And when they're talking about Chelsea, there's beautiful romantic music playing. And then Mm. when they talk about Abby, there's villainous music playing, which is Mm. like Channel 10 really, Mm. like, let it go, like, stop it. Anyway, so then it's Abby's turn to meet them. Mm. Um, And we open on her saying, like, she's really excited. She's like, I'm really good with families. I'm really good with parents. I'm not nervous at all. And it's like, oh, you're not good with jealous women, though. Uh. <laughs> you have not got along with most of the girls in the house and you haven't got along with this girl who wishes she was his wife. Mm. Um, and so then Batchy comes and he's like, oh, okay, my family couldn't make it, so I've got two of my friends to come. And Abby's face is immediately like, oh, shit. Uh. And he goes, my friend Jason. And Abby's like, cool, I can deal with guys. And then he goes, and my other friend Kate, who you've already met. And Abby's face is like, f- Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so then so then they got he brings her over and the four of them sit together and um she sits down and i think she really wants to prove that she's serious because the whole problem last time was that kate thought that she was too young and Mm. she didn't know if she wanted to get married and she wasn't serious enough Mm. so as soon as they sit down abby's like look you know We've been through a lot since the last time I saw you. And the first thing I really want to tell you guys is that I've told Matt that I love him. And villain music immediately plays. <laughs> I know. Like, they're not, there's nothing subtle about this edit. It's so unfair. And like, Kate just looks pissed off. Mm-hmm. So Abby's like, I told Matt that I love him. And there's this dirty look from Kate, villainous music. And then Kate goes, Can we have a private chat, please? Oh. And just pulls Abby away. 
Wait, so it was three of them now, it's just the two of them. Well, it was four of them. It uh. was Jason, Kate are the friends, mm. Astro, Batchy and Abby. Oh, Astro was there. No, he's there. Oh. And so then, um, but Kate's like, can I take you away for a private chat? And Abby's like, sure. And so they go and sit down and the first thing Kate says to her is, I'm really surprised you're here. Oh. And Abby's just like, Ow. Uh, 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 and they cut to a talking head of Abby and Abby's like, I can't believe she said that to me. Yeah. Like, what am I supposed to say to that? Mm. And then she asks her, like, one more thing, like, oh, so how have things been going? And Abby's like, oh, you know, um, it's been great and I really mm. like him. And um, and then she cuts her, Kate cuts her off and turns to the producers and goes, can I have a minute? And then just gets up and walks off. And so Abby's <laughs> sitting there like, what's going on? And then they cut to Kate and she says to the producers, um, I just don't believe anything she's saying. I don't believe her. I just, I, I need a minute to rethink my questions because she's not giving me anything. What? And it's like, you talked to her for 40 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> like, what, what do you not believe? Like, it was so bizarre. Mm. And so then, like, Abby's just sitting there. Can you imagine being 23 and meeting your 33-year-old boyfriend's best friend who he's known for 20 years and who was clearly in love with him and quite possessive of him? Mm. And so then she comes back, Kate comes back and sits down and just starts firing questions at her. She's like, so what do you have in common with Matt? Mm. And Abby's like, well, I just think we make sense. Like we see the fun in things. We see the positivity in things. We just, you know, Mm. we... We love being around each other. There's a great electricity between us. And and then she goes, oh, you see the fun in things. What do you do for fun? And mm-hmm. Abby goes, um, well, you know, like, um, um, well, I mean, something I do with my girlfriends is, like, I've got a book club. I mean, really, it's more of a wine club. And she starts mm-hmm. laughing and Kate just looks at her like, is it? Uh- like, it's like <laughs> no, she's not giving her anything. And then she goes, is marriage and kids something that you're looking for? Mm. And Abby's like, oh, you know, yeah, like I, because he's really important to me. Yes. And Kate goes, well, what's changed between now and six weeks ago when I met you and you said it wasn't? And oh. Abby's like, well, I never said it wasn't. Yeah. I just, anyway, yeah. we've had this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> we've had the marriage and kids conversation. Mm. Um, and then in a talking head, Abby's like, she clearly just came into this and not liking me and not wanting me to be with him. Mm. And it feels like there's no, nothing I can do to turn that around, but I'll try. Mm. And so then, and I actually got a little teary in this part. Abby starts talking about her really difficult life Mm. and how her dad left when she was little and all that stuff I made fun of her for. Like she had to get a job when she was a teenager (laughs) because her mum was single. I was like, okay, whatever. (laughs) But she does start talking about how she had a very tumultuous childhood. Mm. And so she's really looking for stability and security and she's never been willing to commit or willing to admit that she wants to commit Mm. because she's never found someone who's made her feel like Mm. she could have that stability and security. And I completely understand that. Like when people say to me, because I had a terrible childhood and when people say to me, do you think about settling down? Do you think about getting married and having kids? I say, well, like no, but also yes, if someone comes along who makes me feel secure and stable and safe and, yeah. and I would I would commit to that person, yeah. but otherwise, no, yeah. I don't think I would. Yeah. And to me, that makes Perfect sense. Perfect sense, yeah. Is yep. that just because I... It, it, do you think that makes sense to everyone or... 
Uh, well, clearly not. Yes. Because these sorts of people are having this sort of reaction. Yeah. But um, for me, it does absolutely make perfect sense. And I've had a similar conversation with many, many people. But yeah. it's like, it's got to be about the circumstances. It's not about a blanket policy that you've got that you have to make this work and you'll yes. compromise whatever you have to compromise to make it work. Because then you'll just marry whoever and get divorced in mm. 10 minutes. Yeah. We're all on board. So anyway, that's sort of what she says. And it's really heartfelt and lovely, the things yeah. that she admits. And um, then <laughs> Kate just looks at her and blinks and goes, what do you see beyond this, though? Like, doesn't even acknowledge all the things she just admitted and how vulnerable she just got about her childhood and wanting, craving stability. And she goes... Well, what do you see beyond this, though? I mean, I just think maybe you're caught up in the glitz and the glamour of all of this. Mm. And Abby just says, like, she sort of just goes, no, I'm not. And and, and then the conversation comes to an end and she goes, well, have I eased your worries at all? Mm. And Kate looks at her and says, I still have concerns, but it, it's not up to me, is it? And then that's it. How wow, awful is that? Wow, I bet she's really fucking popular. Yeah. She has no empathy whatsoever by the sound of it. What a dog. See you next Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> it, I found it really difficult and awful to watch. Like, I just thought, like, she wrote her off for I don't even know what reason because yeah. she's pretty and Matt likes her and she's jealous. Mm. Like, I... I found it really awful and horrible to watch. You have no idea what the producers are telling her off camera, exactly, though. So exactly, exactly. Like she's obviously, she's obviously also been manipulated yeah. to think certain things about her. Yeah, but it was just really horrible. But then <laughs> Abby's so funny. So they cut to a talking head with Abby, and and she's just like getting really annoyed. She's like, she, she, Abby says she's a bitch. Mm. And then the producer goes, "Do you think maybe she's just being protective of him?" And Abby laughs and goes, "Ha." <laughs> possessive. <laughs> and I was watching it with our producer, Dino, and I was like, Dino, there's no way she'll win because they can't have her slagging off his best friend and yeah. then she wins. Like, it's so obvious. Like, this oh. edit, there's no there's no subtlety or tension or suspense. Yeah. Like, but worth it. <sighs> Good on she, you, Abby. But you know what? She just always said what she was thinking. She was yeah. always true to herself. Like, Good, good effing on you. Yeah. Because that woman was awful to her for no reason. Yeah. It was awful. Mm. And if I was 23, I would have I would have collapsed now if someone had been like that to me, yeah. like meeting a friend of my partner. And anyway, she's great. <laughs> um, so anyway, Kate and Jason, the other token science friend talk about whether they think Abby's right and Kate's like, well, we've seen lots of other Abbies in her, his life before. Oh. And it's like, yeah, and you've driven them all yeah. up, you psycho. <laughs> They've never been seen again. Yeah. <laughs> never to be heard from again. So. Anyway, there's some history there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then we move on to Chelsea. Mm. Which, um, no suspense here. They're absolutely going to love her. Mm. And that's how this whole thing is being set up. Mm. And guess what? They do. <laughs> no surprises here. It's basically like, well, she lives in Melbourne and they have a lot in common. It's true love. <laughs> <sighs> so as villainous as Abby's music was, mm. is how romantic and lovely Chelsea's music is. Mm -hmm. Like, 
they're not playing around. Mm-hmm. Um, Chelsea doesn't even have to go and have a private conversation with Kate. Mm. Chelsea gets taken off by um, Jason, the nerd scientist friend, mm. and she doesn't get grilled. He sits down and he says, do you want marriage and kids? And she looks unsure and says, yeah, in three or four years. And he goes, perfect. Your soulmates. <laughs> like, that's pretty much it. Like, And it's like, Abby, like, kind of said the same thing, yeah. like, a few years from now. Yeah. Yes. Um, and then possessive, crazy, jealous Kate and Jason and Astro Bacci and Chelsea all sit together at a table and just laugh and have fun. And, and, and then at the end... Um, Kate and Jason both kiss her goodbye and then they say, we can't wait for the wedding. Oh. Oh. Like, and that's that. Oh. Yeah. And that's that. Within earshot of Batchy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, mm. they say it yeah. No, they say it to both of them. Oh, like, jokingly, uh, like, uh, oh, we can't wait for the wedding. <laughs> uh, and it's like, basically with Abby, they were like, we can't wait until you drown, slut witch, <laughs> psycho. Like, it, it was, it, there's no subtlety to the contrast of this edit. Mm. It's just the most boring episode ever. Like, oh, yeah. unless they're pulling out a crazy twist at the end, mm. this is nothing. And so then, um, they're Chelsea and Abby are both gone, and Astro Bacci talks to possessive psycho Kate, who wishes she was married to him, mm. and random science friend Jason about who they liked. Who do you think they liked, Jacob? Um, <laughs> maybe Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> this is literally making me like an antagonistic team. <laughs> you think maybe it was Chelsea they liked? <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> punch someone in the face. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, they talk about how Abby is the worst and Chelsea is the best, uh-huh. and then. Kate ends it by saying, I see you making a decision between a life partner and a girlfriend. Mm. And they talk about how um, he's always gone for fun girls in the past, Mm. which is code for sluts. Mm. And then Kate says, you always go for that immediacy, which is code for you always go for who you want to fuck. You know what I mean? Like this whole thing is just gross. Like Abby is more than, like this is a human person you're talking about Mm. like it's gross Mm. so anyway they finish that so the clear vote from his friends is Mm. go with madonna chelsea and not whore abby Mm. and then it ends with astro bachi saying in a talking head like i see a long-term future with chelsea and it looks great i can see a short-term future with abby but i really like her and so Mm. i i want to see what more Mm. i can figure out Mm. And so now there's a final date left with each of them. Uh-huh. Tell me some thoughts you have so far so I can drink some more of my wine. Well, the entire time that um, you've been talking about South Africa, I've had mm. the circle of life playing <laughs> in my head. And so then I started recasting all the people we've, you've been talking about mm-hmm. as characters from The Lion King. And the two best friends started off as Timon and Pumbaa. <laughs> And it's Except pretty, not that nice and lovely because they were kind well, of Pumbaa a seems kind of lovely. But yeah. um, uh, Kate started as Timon and then I was like, oh, she might be a bit more of a Zazu. And then I was like, <laughs> oh, actually, no, she's a Scar. And mm. then I was like, oh, no, she's the Whoopi Goldberg hyena. No. She's, the, she's the actor who never even got cast in the movie and has been forever bitter about it. That's who <laughs> she is. She's not even on the cast list, my friend. <laughs> F that woman. I just... <gasps> I, uh, yeah, I just thought she was nasty. Mm, nasty lady. Yeah. Again, it all comes down to the edit and scripting and manipulation true. and all that sort of stuff. But I mean, I. Oh, it and feels I'd like say at this really point. She really ran with it. I'd say at this point, the 
producers are fairly certain of who he's going to pick. Mm. So they were fairly certain he was going to pick Chelsea. So they were like, our storyline is going to be that Abby's a idiot whore and Chelsea is perfect. Mm. And so they would have pushed that narrative to his friends. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as much as I'm giving them shit, they would have been coerced, not coerced is the wrong word, manipulated into thinking and saying a lot of the things that they were saying. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think so. So there's now a final date left with each of them. Uh-huh. Uh, not a lot happens, to be honest. So Abby- Are there vehicles involved? No. Oh. So are uh, some. <laughs> Wait. Yes, I'm looking at my notes. A little. Yes, a little. Okay. Um, Abby and uh, him have a date and it's just a blanket under a tree. Uh-huh. And so I feel like at this point it's like South African Airlines only paid for the flights. Yeah. <laughs> so the rest is on Channel 10's budget, so we're keeping it lean. We're going to have to just find a public park. Here's some cheese, here's a blanket, here's a tree. <laughs> Make out for a while. Um, and so they talk about how um, possessive, jealous, uh, didn't make the cast list of Lion King. Kate is worried about Abby's intentions uh-huh. and about her age. And Abby is just kind of like, I'm 23. I can't change how old I am. Mm. I wish I could, mm. but I can't. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what to tell you. Like, And to her credit, she doesn't say anything disparaging about Kate or how awful it was to be stuck in that situation with her and how nasty she was to her. She, That's impressive. Yeah, she just is like, you know, I, yeah, like, yeah. I'm sorry she feels that way. Mm-hmm. I, I think she feels that way because I'm young and yeah. I wish I could prove to her that I was serious. I don't know what else to do. Yeah. Um, then um, a helicopter comes. So there is a vehicle. <laughs> a helicopter comes and they fly over a media crater. Mm. So like a space thing. And, um, it's really quite sweet because he is geeking out yeah. over looking at this giant media crater and she kind of, like, cares but not really. Mm. And then in a talking head she says, oh, you know, it's a little exciting, but I'm actually more excited to just see how excited he is. Yeah. Isn't that sweet? Yeah. That's really lovely. See? If someone's really passionate about something, it doesn't matter what it is. Yeah. You just enjoy being around them. And if you love them, you love how much they love what they love. Yes. You know? Mm. And so I... I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so they end the date on another magic sex couch somewhere. Um, and she says to him, I think that you're going to need to choose between your head and your heart. Yeah. And I think I have your heart. Uh-huh. Um, and she she actually starts crying and she gets really um, emotional. And, she's, and I feel sorry for her at this point because she's quite frightened. She's like, I've never met someone who's made me feel like I can admit that there are traditional things that I want, mm-hmm. like settling down and getting married and having kids. She's like, I, I, I've never met someone who's made me feel that way and this is very scary for me that I'm feeling that with you and yep. and there's this other girl and I'm, I'm worried about it and whatever. And so it's like I, I, I totally understood where she was coming from and felt it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I, I get that mm-hmm. feeling. And so... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, their date's over after that. Mm-hmm. Then Chelsea's date is just so effing boring. Like, the dynamic between them is so boring that the they go to look at animals. Like, they do, like, a mini safari. Mm-hmm. And 80% of their date, we focus on the safari tour guide 
telling them about the animals. Uh-huh. That is how little goes on between them right. that is interesting to watch. Yeah. And so we literally have the safari man talking about the animals for, like, most of the day. Yeah. <laughs> and then when they're talking, they're just talking about looking at animals. Yeah. Um, and then there's a warthog who just pisses everywhere on screen. And I was like, yes, <laughs> like that warthog needs to be the next bachelorette, <laughs> please. <laughs> um, and so the whole thing of this date is she has said that she's falling in love with him, but she hasn't said I love you uh-huh. yet. Um, so that's the whole thing. It's like, is she going to say it? Oh, let's create some tension, but not really because we've already said Abby's a slut's going to lose. Mm. Um, and so they go to a pool because we need to see both their abs again. Mm-hmm. This What they have in common is science and their abs. Oh, and they both live in Melbourne, <laughs> so it's true love. Um, and they're in the pool and they're making out and she says it. She mm. says, I love you. Mm. They make out a lot. And um, they hug a lot and he smells her hair in a way that is quite like he's in love. Do you know mm. what I mean? Mm. So that kind of threw me a bit. I was like, ooh, he loves her. Mm. But then there have been moments where I thought he loved Abby. Yeah. So are you ready for this final rose ceremony? Uh-huh. So you are not a Bachelor fan. Like you've never watched. Well, you are now because I've made it interesting to you. But I'm you've ne- just the gist yeah. fan. Yeah. Uh, Perfect. Mwah. <laughs> Chef's kiss. But you've never watched The Bachelor before, right? Never. So here, the the universal rule of The Bachelor is yeah. there's two people left, yes. two women left. The first one to get out of the car is the one who loses because he's waiting, Yes. you know, on a hill somewhere. Yeah. They're both driving up in a limo. Yeah. The limo pulls up. Whoever gets out first is the loser because they want to end on the winner. Both girls are in the same limo. No. Oh, two different limos. They're in two different limos, right? So everybody universally when they're watching The Bachelor in the final episode, whoever pulls up first... Is going home. You see their legs get out of the car and Uh you're like, oh, my God, that's who's going home, right? Right. So I'm sitting here in the studio and I'm with Dino and Felix, our producers, and... I, I mean, at this point, it's like Chelsea's going to, it's so obvious Chelsea's yeah. going to win. And so, and even in the car, so the, they're both driving up in their respective cars and the edit they have on Chelsea is her saying, oh, I hope I don't get my heart broken. And then the edit they have on Abby is, I'm pretty confident. Mm. I just want this to be over and done with so we can start our life together. Like, how dare you be confident mm. about the outcome? Arrogant slut. And so then we cut to Astro Bacci, who... Um, goes and meets Oshi and they're on like a hill and he meets Oshi under a giant peen tree. So it's a penis tree. Mm-hmm. It's like a tree, but there's this bit that kind of overhangs like a flas- like a half <laughs> erect, half flaccid <laughs> penis. And I was just screaming, laughing, saying it's a peen tree, it's a peen tree, it's a peen tree. <laughs> So that's where they meet. And I think some kind of producer thought, oh, this is a romantic location, <laughs> but it is literally a half flaccid, half erect peen tree. <sighs> and so Astrobachi meets Osha and they talk about love and how, you know, he, he says, I've found the love of my life and mm. I'm about to tell her and I'm very excited. And so then Osha's like, good luck to you. And he walks off. Mm-hmm. And then the first car pulls up. Mm-hmm. Are you ready for this? Yes. The door opens. Yeah. She steps out. Yeah. 
camera to her face. Yeah. It's Chelsea. Oh. Ah. Ah. <laughs> so. I was screaming. <laughs> screaming, 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 screaming. Like just. Twist. A major twist to the point where, like, someone walked to the studio because I think they thought someone was getting attacked. Like, I was screaming. Uh, I was like, oh, my God. 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 He picked the right person. He picked the person he's actually in love with and not just the person he has. He lives in the same city as. Uh-huh. But did he? Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. So then she walks and she walks and you're like, she's walking to him and he's going to tell her that she's lost. Mm. And this is the way every other episode of Bachelor has ever gone. Yeah. But then she walks to Osha. Uh-huh. This is unheard of. This is a weird twist. Uh-huh. And so then she just talks to Osha about her feelings for a bit. Mm. And then he's like, okay. And then she goes and stands in some South African grass. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then, like, and then we cut to Abby. Abby gets out of her car and then commercial. Oh. So at this point, I'm literally on the floor. Yeah. In the, like, I could not handle the outpouring of emotion, plus I'd had a bottle of wine. <laughs> so I, I would, like, the way they made me scream at, for a hot second, I thought the right like she had won. <sighs> it's exhausting. Okay. So then, and about this point is when you arrived and I was like, get him out of here. <laughs> he can't see. He can't see. So then you, I sent you away, but I, not before I got the, the, the new bowl of wine you brought me. Um, <laughs> Jacob Brings. <laughs> Jacob Brings. Um, and so then we come back from commercial. Abby's just gotten out of the car. She mm. walks up to Osha and they talk. And then it looks like she's going to also go stand in some South African glass. Yeah. <gasps> and so mm. then Abby and Chelsea are both standing in South African glass. Together? No, in separate places, but in the same South African glass. Okay. It's a big and then continent. Yep. <laughs> we see who walks to Astrobachi first. And it's... Abby. Abby. And they start playing the sad music. For the first time ever, they don't play villain music. They play sad music. F you guys. Mm. So she walks up to him and she's sure she's got it. Yep. And he just goes on about how great she is and how they have this great spark. And then he says, but my heart belongs to someone else. Mm-hmm. And her face is like, what the f***? <laughs> and I love that she's not going to let him get away with it. Like, because generally the the kind of role we cast women in, particularly on shows like this, is that when you have been rejected, it's your job to be gracious and to just say, mm. I'm sorry, it's not me. I hope you're happy. Goodbye. Yeah. But she says, can you explain? Ah. <laughs> so she fucking wants to know, which wouldn't you? Yeah. And he says, there's nothing to explain. I just, I, my heart belongs to someone else. Mm. And she says, so you lied. Uh. Because he kind of has been. like. And mm. I was saying that, well, no, he's not allowed to say who he, he's not allowed to um, 
tell any one girl that he loves her. Uh-huh. But I was saying to Dino while we were watching, like, he didn't have to grind up on her so much. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, they have been... Yeah. I think if you're in love with someone, he would have known a few weeks before. Like, he mm. would have known it was Chelsea three or four weeks before this. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And so to keep... Mm-hmm. Going on, the, he didn't have to make out with her so much. He didn't have to grind his paint. I mean, I know he just didn't have to do that. Yeah, he could have made out with her and kept the suspense of the show going the way the producers wanted him to, without basically, you know, like dry ejaculating into his pants while they were making out. Mm-hmm. Do you, oh, you look like you don't agree. Well, I don't know. I mean, the whole thing to me, it's all just so bizarre. You've all signed up for the same set of rules Mm. and it means that the normal rules of society just don't apply. That's true. That's true. That's fair. He didn't lie. You're all involved in this game. That game happens to involve manipulating people's emotions. Yeah. And so he's playing by the rules. That's true. That's true. I just probably didn't have to grind his pain on a binge, but... But, I mean, you've made her sound like she's pretty hot and she they is. both so enjoyed why wouldn't it. You? So yeah, that's true, actually. Go. There you go. She didn't get um, nothing. So then she just kind of says, I don't know what to say. This is really overwhelming. And she says, I wish you had told me earlier, mm. which I think is also fair. Like, he could have brought someone to the end that was clearly not, like, Chinese tourism robot or something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. anyway, um... And he says, he says, I brought you here because there was a real connection. Mm. And then she sort of composes herself and she says, okay, as long as you're happy, that's all that matters. And she gives him a very brief kiss on the cheek and just walks off. Mm-hmm. And um, as she's walking off, she says, I just want to get the f*** away from him and I want to go home. <laughs> Which I love. Because, yeah, wouldn't you? Yeah, f- Dog. <laughs> and then in the car <laughs> driving away, she kind of says things that I think are going to get her eviscerated in the press. But to me, I think it was quite clear she was she was incredibly hurt and yeah. trying to save face. Yeah. So she's she's sitting in the car driving away, and she's just going, "I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm completely fine. I don't even feel like crying." I'm not. She goes. I'm just mad about the flight home now. I'm just mad about the long flight. Mm. I'm, I'm fine. I'm honestly fine. And then she goes, I mean, maybe I don't love him. I mean, if I did, wouldn't I be more upset? I'm not even upset. He's chosen who's right. I'll get over this before it even airs. I'm fine. I'm fine. I don't care. But she's like oh, on the verge of tears. Yeah. Like, So she's clearly not fine. Yeah. And a producer says to her, you seem angry. And she says, I'm just embarrassed. And then she starts crying Mm. and she says, I feel silly for thinking that this would work out. And then she says, and this really hit me in the guts because I, this is how I feel as well about being vulnerable and opening myself up to people, which I don't do often. She says, I'm resilient. My life means that I'm resilient and I'll get over this. I'll get over this. But you... It's obvious that she's she's trying she's saying it to convince herself. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, I'll get over this, I'll get over this. And mm-hmm. then she says, I just never thought I would feel this way from this experience. Which I think is her saying, I came on this dumb show and I didn't yeah. think I would care act, so much. Care yeah. so much. Yeah. Mm. And that's it. Then she's gone. Mm. 
And so then, here we go. What an exciting ending. <laughs> Chelsea with the abs and, like, science gets out of the limo, walks up to him. He says, I never believed in the perfect woman until I met you. Mm. And this is where it's, I liked it. Because yeah. Chelsea is bland and boring and a scientist with abs, but also she's talked a lot about how she's had guys treat her badly in the past and, um, you know, she has a lot of problems with self-worth mm. because of how she's been treated in the past and, um, and, and she's sweet and shy and I think that's why she doesn't come across as well as Abby does on TV because, mm. like, Abby is destined for, you know, a career in media. She's great. She's charismatic. Mm. You can't stop looking at her. She's articulate. She's funny. Chelsea is pretty, but she's awkward and and mm. not great to watch and mm. kind of boring. And and so anyway, he says, I never believed in the perfect woman until I met you. And her face, it's really sweet. She's genuinely shocked by that. Oh. She, her face is like, what? Mm. Like, she can't believe that he said that. And and then, um, which I get, because I never feel good enough. So yeah. if a guy said that to me, I'd be like, "Really?" Yeah. <laughs> like, so she, you can really feel that she genuinely is shocked that yeah. he tells her he thinks she's perfect. And then he says, "Chelsea, I love you," and she looks away and she says, "What?" And then she turns back to him and says, "I thought you were dumping me." Oh, it's <gasps> really sweet. Aww. She genuinely did not think she was yeah. going to win. She's just a Cute sweetheart. Uh, um, and then he just kind of. <laughs> I thought of, you were wiping away a tear then, he, Felix. <laughs> Felix is crying. And so then he laughs and he's like, of course, he's like, I'm not dumping you. And then he lists all the things that he loves about her besides abs and science. Yeah. And it's very cute. Like he's like, I like the way you giggle and you get nervous and I like this and I like that. It's very sweet. Yeah. And, um, and then he says, oh, but it's cheesy, but it's very sweet. He says, you make me want to believe in fairy tales because when I'm with you, I feel like I'm living in one. (laughs) Jacob's face is so unimpressed. It's cheesy, but in the moment, it felt very sweet. Like, oh, and then they kissed. I hope someone wrote that for him. Oh, of course. And I hope oh, they were paid very poorly. He's not good with the words. <laughs> someone wrote that for him. And so then they kiss and um, they're both so happy and they're both crying. And then he gives her this, Ugh. what looks like a $10 LaVisa ring. Nah. Like it's this ugly, garish ring that he's very clear. Engagement is, ring. No, he's very oh. clear it's not an engagement ring. He says, this, this is a gift um, that I want to serve as a memory of our time together. And then he puts it on her finger and it's like from the $10 rack at LaVisa. <laughs> and, um, and then he says, I love you, Chels. And she says, I love you too. And they kiss under the peen tree. And <laughs> then it cuts to credits. Take it away. It's the circle of life. Okay. That's it. And that's it. That's the end. And so (laughs) that ended and then you walked into the room a minute later and we started recording. Uh, Okay. But then I went on Instagram uh, just before we started recording and Abby posted something on Instagram that, can I read it to you? 
Yeah. I know nobody thinks, everybody gives her so much shit and says that she's not genuine and she's the worst. But what she said here, I really feel and understand. So let me read it to you. The only way I can describe this moment, it's a photo of the two of them when he's about to break Mm. up with her. The only way I can describe this moment is complete and utter shock. I was numb. I couldn't and didn't want to feel anything. I had felt for weeks that what Matt and I had was real and I trusted him wholeheartedly when he told me how he felt about me. From hometowns, I forgot the cameras were there. Probably why you said you wanted to f*** him on camera. Uh. Um, Didn't feel like we were filming a show at all. It felt like we had this real relationship built in a little bubble of The Bachelor and we would be out soon and able to live a normal life. Hearing Matt say, my heart is with someone else, reminded me that we were filming and that Matt had to make a difficult decision and he did not see in me what I saw in him. I felt silly for ever imagining Matt would love me. It was like emotional whiplash. I was so confused and it felt like I was in a dystopian reality. The second the cameras turned off, I sobbed, I screamed, I couldn't breathe. I didn't think this would be how it would end. I spent weeks crying about this relationship that had almost no closure. I still haven't fully healed from my relationship with Matt, but I know he and the gorgeous woman he is with are happy and that's all that matters. I stopped listening. That's very long. You shouldn't use an Instagram caption to write something six paragraphs long. What you need to read is what Dino is showing you. What is Dino showing me right now? Oh, my God. What are you showing me? This will give you life. According to new reports out of the Daily Mail, there are multiple sources who claim Matt gives Chelsea the final rose but has since split from the chemical engineer and is dating Abby. Yes, I've heard these rumours. I don't know if it's true, though. Is it true? I mean, wouldn't it have come out after the show by now that that's true? I don't know the rules. I just know that um, Abby was in Chermside today, Brisbane. Which was on the Daily Mail, so... And Mecca got a good mention. It was like Abby was spotted shopping at Mecca Cosmetica in Chermside, so that means she's lost. <laughs> was basically the headline today. But I think what I think that you know, she was genuinely upset. I think yeah. I I think people who say that she didn't actually like him mm. are shitheads. Yeah. Look, I'm seeing Abby through. Like several lenses because there's. Well, see her through mine because mine is the correct one. I see her through the lens that you give me, which has gone through the lens that the producers have put on her for Mm -hmm. the show. Mm -hmm. So all I can say is everything that I've seen through these double lenses is actually really flattering. It seems like she's very smart. It seems like she's very honest. It seems like she's articulate. It seems like she's got a great sense of humor. It seems like she knows who she is. Mm Mm-hmm. And it seems like she's actually got a really incredible future ahead of her. That's what I think too. And all the smart, funny women I know in my life are all Team Abby. They're all just like, this edit is bullshit. She Mm. seems cool. She seems funny. She seems in touch with herself. She seems like she is so, uh, like, um, what's the word? Self-aware. And for someone who is 23. Yeah. That's nuts. Yeah. Imagine where she'll be in 10 years. That's she'll be ruling the effing world. Yeah. Um, so everyone I know who I think is good quality thinks she's good quality. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Good on you, Abby. This is a step forward. I think so too. Let's yeah. try and get her on. Oh, Ooh. when she gets set free by the Channel 10 publicity department, let's get her on. Felix. <gasps> Come let's on, Felix. Let's you can do, do it. it. Let's get her on. Yeah. 
And look, Chelsea actually sounds like a really, really, really great, great, wonderful, impressive person. I go on about how much I love Abby and how shitty it is that she got this edit and how Chelsea's kind of bland or whatever, but Chelsea seems so sweet Mm. and how genuinely shocked she was that he chose her was very endearing and lovely. And I do think, to be honest, that they are perfect together because they're just bland and they love science and they have abs. Yep. And it's like, and they both live in Melbourne. Yeah. <laughs> so it's true love. I think, it, you know, it is, it's great. And I would love to see Abby be the bachelorette after the next bachelorette. Mm. Like, I think Abby's going to do fine. And I think Chelsea and Astrobachi are, are sweet together. Yeah. So that's nice. Uh-huh. And so how do you feel? That's your very first experience of not watching, but of at least being invested in. The Bachelor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it feels like it's gone by real quickly, but also yeah. lasted a long time. We've been doing it for a couple of months. Yeah. Um, I still don't know what they look like. So that's... <laughs> <laughs> like I've created these mental pictures for myself, but they're probably such a massive distortion from what mm. they actually look like. So now I feel like I can actually Google them and... Yes, you, you now have permission to go and Google them all, which I know you won't. No. <laughs> Because <laughs> you don't give a shit. <laughs> but even better, we're going to get them in as special guests for I our episodes. So. Yeah. So have you had fun doing this? So much fun. You've Are done you... a great job. You have laughed so much oh, each episode. It's awesome. I'm glad because I was so worried. Like because I did the written recaps for so long. Yeah. I was like, I'm not sure if this will work verbally yeah. and I'm glad people stuck with us because for the first couple of weeks we were kind of figuring out yeah. how to make it work and yeah. trying to find our feet and I think we're really in our yeah. rhythm now and yeah. also like on a personal note mm. you know that I stopped recapping The Bachelor just after yeah. our best friend and my soulmate Tony died yeah. and I didn't want to do it for a long time because I just felt like I I didn't feel funny anymore. Yeah. I didn't feel like I wanted to do funny stuff anymore. Mm. And he was such a huge part of me doing the recaps and and he would help me write jokes and he would and yeah. and so he died three years ago and this is the first time I've even talked about The Bachelor since he died. And I thought I would hate it, but I've loved it. Yeah. I coming back into it and talking about it again and joking about it again has um actually been quite lovely. Yeah. And you've done a very, very good job as well. You can tell that you love it because you've done it so well. Yeah, so. I love it. Yeah. I love it. And so it's been it's been really fun. And I'm glad we're going to do The Bachelorette. I don't know how you find the time, considering <laughs> all the stuff that you've got going on right now. I know. It's amazing. But, yep, here we go. Jumping straight in. Bachelorette next week. Wednesday, Thursday, man. Uh-huh. I, that's... I just I don't know. We just find the I just find the time. Schedule all your other TV, movie, and stage commitments around that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't know. I'm kind of amazing. Yeah. <laughs> what can I say? I don't know how she does it. I Felix. don't. I don't know how I do it. <laughs> Especially with these boobs <laughs> popping out of this ridiculous dress I've worn. Oh. Um. So yeah, I guess. This is us signing off from Astro Batchy. Do we How cheers do again? Let's cheers again. Sheehaw. Cheers. Woo. Thank you everyone for listening. And um, we'll be doing Bachelorette from, yes, next week or whenever it starts. And then after that, we'll just the gist other shit. 
Oh, yes. Keep suggestions coming. Yeah. All right. Love you all. Bye. Love you, Jacob. Bye. Love you too, Listener.